Sebi with Flawed Points Podcast. I am here with good, my good friend and collaborator, uh, author, published author, Christopher Styers. Hey, Chris, how are you tonight, today? Doing, doing well. Right. The sun's still out, so it's daytime, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, while well, we're roaring into the holidays, and of course, this is somewhat of a dead time for uh, Hollywood. Usually, typically, it's been... You know, you don't get a lot of work going, uh, but maybe because of the writer's strike and because of the way that streaming works, it won't uh, be as bad this year as it was in past years. But I know myself, if I don't have something in the pipeline or, you know, it, it just yeah. doesn't happen. Um, well, so, the SAG. Yeah, the SAG after too. just, yeah, and that's a big deal. That's good. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe one of these days, the the companies that make billions and billions of dollars off of intellectual property We'll uh-huh. we'll start to share some of that with the people that actually create that intellectual property. So yeah. and also, you know, I mean, actors are, are a supremely important part. Oh, yes. Of, you know, that process. I mean, people, you know, we've always heard writing wise that people don't follow concepts. They follow characters. Right. So those characters are brought to life by these incredibly talented people. Um, you know, and I, I don't care if a film does well or not. It, you know, it still takes nobody, you know, I mean, it's funny. People think, I don't know what people think because nobody sets out to write a, to, to do a bad film. And right. yet some films just don't turn out right. It's not anybody's fault. There's so many moving parts. Anyway, well, congratulations to the actors and, uh, whoever else is, uh, under, under the SAG after umbrella. Um, we, we're, we're glad that you, that you were successful. I there was an article with Fran Drescher mm-hmm. uh was is the current president of SAG after and there was an article about why how she she said this one moment changed and I haven't read it, but I want to read it. Maybe next time we get to the podcast we can talk about that. So Okay. That um, works. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm hopefully I'm hopeful it will. <laughs> I'm uh a, a professional screenwriter. Of course my friend here is a professional uh author we we've actually uh we've actually op- optioned a script y- years ago uh you and i and uh, it didn't go anywhere but it was great it was a great experience i remember yes. taking pictures of us and the check in my kitchen i think i have those pictures here somewhere i'm afraid to look at them but uh but chris is a, a, quite an accomplished uh published author with legitimate press uh presses different presses he's got eight eight books out the ninth one uh, in the works um and it, the last one was the witchery desire and witchery desire and witchery you know i was so close i was going to say witchery among the the pines but uh, <laughs> but that didn't that didn't come out quickly enough anyway so um but chris i i you know i'm hoping that that ninth book is out have you heard anything yet no nothing okay Well, listen, let's talk uh, then about something that we have some control over okay. is uh, our television sets. We can yes. we can definitely vote with our with our with our thumbs on the remote control. What have you been watching lately? Well, I watched uh, the Adjustment Bureau. Oh, Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. Yeah, I saw that. I wondered if it was any good. So I'm going to check it out. And uh, the new series Lawman. Bass Reeves. Oh yeah, yep. 
And I started watching an older sci-fi series, uh-huh. Travelers. Travelers, okay. Yeah, those are those are wow, that runs quite the gamut, right? Yeah. Wow. That's me, the gamut. Yeah, you're the gamut, man. I I started to watch a sitcom, an old British sitcom called My Family. Uh-huh. Which is it features uh the guy who did you ever see Death in Paradise or Murder in Paradise? I can't remember. Don't recall that. It's one. it's like well, you're a Britbox subscriber now, so you should yeah. you can find it. It's really well done. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, tongue in cheek. It's not oh, okay. Anyway, but the second detect the the second guy that plays the detective is in my family as a teenager, and so it's quite oh. kind of uh, kind of cool to to see him. And then, of course, I've been watching. I still am watching all my uh, all my you know my series. I've been watching yes. a lot of A Touch of Frost. Uh-huh. But oh, other than okay. yeah, and then oh, uh, I guess I saw a few a few things on Netflix too. Um, we watched, uh, we watched, uh, what do you call it for, uh, for class? Um, ah, totally killer. Yes. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. And, um, bodies. anyway, huh? Bodies. We yeah. Watched bodies. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, yes. I, I, you know, I, I, I've said it before. Once you, once they tell you what the story is, it, it, it kind of loses a little bit of an edge. Uh, but yeah. it's still pretty, pretty damn good. So, oh, yeah. by the way, the actor's name is Chris Marshall, who plays one of the uh, detective inspectors. Um, we're Plot Points Podcast. We're a bi-monthly podcast on writing and other things. Um, we we just really we don't we don't set any any precedents we don't we're not bleeding edge it's just me and chris and we just talk about the things that are important to us and we hope that you enjoy it we have a worldwide audience so i hope that everybody in every country in the world that listens to us is having a great week Uh, of course there is some some tragedy out there so let's hope that that's resolved quickly so speaking of tragedy chris what are you working on i'm uh working on an original screenplay okay and i'm at what 95 pages oh you're that far along wow yeah yeah i mean i this is still the vomit draft right and uh when i've had it reviewed sometimes in my screenwriting class people have echoed that yeah chris it's vomit (laughs) it's good vomit but it's vomit (laughs) yeah Oh God! You reminded me of I I <clears throat> I watch uh, um two well one series called si- uh, Silent Witness about uh-huh. forensic pathologists. Yes, and they're always pouring the stomach contents into a pan to find out what the last meal was that the character ate. And I keep on thinking, how do these people do that without a without a, without a mag gas mask? Oh my oh. God! Oh God! Eesh. Anyway, well, good. Uh, I am not working on anything all that important. I'm kind of in the middle of projects, and I, I, I've been busy with my classes, uh-huh. so it's been it, that, and I'm doing some um, some web stuff. So I haven't really been doing much writing, but I, I was thinking about going back. I wrote a script. Oh God, um, decades ago. We'll put uh-huh. it that way. And at the time, it was. Of its time, you know, there was music that I was mentioning and stuff. Well, I'd like to re-resurrect this, mo- this movie, this script, but I'm afraid 
that I'm not going to be able to reflect today's culture because I'm obviously not of today's culture. I'm not a teenager. I'm not a young, you know, college student. So I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to just go in there and write the damn thing, rewrite the damn thing, because I have some specific things that have to be changed. Yeah. And um, or if I just should set it in 19, you know, so so and so or 2000 yeah. and so and so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to do. I, I've never kind of really faced that before. But with this one, I have to definitely figure something out because I because even if I change it, I don't know if I I don't honestly know if I can talk, uh, do write dialogue that's very commensurate with today's uh, today's uh, college. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't I'm not a rap fan. Um, I like some of it, but I'm not a big I'm not like a rap. Fan. I don't play video games. You know, I don't yeah. a lot of the stuff that are culturally important today to youth. I don't do and I don't. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's my that's a decision I have to make. I think probably the easiest thing to do is set it back. 20 years or set it back 15 years and uh and just and just modify whatever i have to 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 be closer to uh, today's sensibility but i don't i really don't want to go through and learn and learn everybody you know learn all the newest latest greatest you know the the thing is did you ever see the movie juno yeah long okay. time ago though all right yeah and and it's really well done and it was it it set diablo cody's career afire yeah. but if you go back to it um any and just look at any of these the scenes uh-huh. a lot of it seems kind of kind of aged it doesn't uh-huh. cuz she used a lot of really cutting edge yeah. you know uh slang and it doesn't feel right anymore and so that's not a big deal because obviously she you know she it it launched her career it made stars of certain people Yes. But um, but, you know, when you when you do that, you really date your when you really cut when you're really cutting edge of culturally, you you really date yourself. I don't know. Anyway, I've, well, sometimes the little stuff, a current person won't notice it. Mm-hmm. But somebody with a little bit um, I've watched about half so far of David Filcher's, uh The Killer. OK. OK. Every time. Uh, the killer uses a new credit card mm-hmm. or passport. Right. The names on both. The first one was Felix Unger, <laughs> then Archibald Bunker, uh huh, and then Oscar Madison. Right, right. And uh, I forget uh, Howard Cunningham. Right, right. The average viewer today they wouldn't pick up on the names on who the those were using. Right. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. Be the names he's using. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I'm just concerned about uh, not reflecting a whole culture because it takes place yeah. in a college town, and I'm not sure I'm I'm able to do that. So I I I'll have to think about it. But you're okay. you, have, you make a good point. So. So Chris is Chris Styers is a published author. You can he has a website called ChristopherStyers.com, and you can find him on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, Smashwords, just about wherever yes. uh, wherever there's books uh, to be sold. Find find tomes, and he's also in. Uh, he's a terrific short story writer. So he's featured in two of the anthologies that I put together: Blood Fiction and Blood Fiction uh-huh. Two. And uh, your your stories are really amazing. The first one and the second one are 
kind of fantastical, right? They deal with fantastical yeah. creatures. Yeah. But the first and the first story that ever attracted me to you as far as the um, anthology was a story that was written in the jungles of South America. Oh. And it's, uh, it's really great. But, you know, we had some issues with the uh, with the way that the uh, story was handled. So we, we decided yeah. not to do it. But, uh, but boy, you know, I, I'm not politically correct. What can I well, say? <laughs> well, we neither one of us were when we started. I mean, we didn't right. know there was such a thing. Right. It was right. like so. Uh, gosh, uh, it, it's just changed so much over the last oh. Yeah. 10 years, even 10 years, five years, yeah, 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 actually. So, so Chris, what, uh, what did you think about our top five list this week, which was oh. Westerns from 2000 to 2023? Uh, movies. Yeah. Okay. Here we, <laughs> here's my list in no particular order. Okay. Deadwood, the movie. Oh, okay. Crossfire Trail. That's uh -huh. with Tom Selleck and Mark Harmon. Really? And that fits in tw tw 2000 to 2023? Yes. Okay. And Harmon is a great villain. Harmon's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after that, I got Hidalgo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The horse movie. The horse movie. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, Open Range with Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. I knew you were going to pick that movie and I've never seen it. So, but I, oh. oh, wait a minute. I did see it. Yes, I did see it. That's a great movie. Yes. yes. Great Western. The last one on my list, Broken Trail. Okay. Robert Duvall and Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, wow. Oh, that, I bet that's good. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's a three hour movie. But it's good. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, three-hour movies don't bother me at home. Yeah. In the theater, it's a different subject. Different, oh, yeah, unless yeah. they have uh, intermission. Well, oh, okay. All right, interesting. Uh, so I picked I, – I did pick Hidalgo. Okay. I, I loved that movie. I really yes. enjoyed uh, – so I picked uh, Wind River, which was right. Western-ish. Modern Western. Yeah, modern. It was it had a Western tone. Um, yes. And of course, it's by uh, what's his name, who did uh, two, um, Yellowstone, Yellowstone in 1883. And yeah, all, yeah. True Grit with um, the Coen Brothers. Version. Yes, the Coen Brothers version. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, remakes uh, in in those. You know, if you look, if you're looking yeah. for movies, like there were a lot of remakes, 310 to Yuma, Magnificent yes. Seven. And I did pick Magnificent Seven with Denzel. Uh huh. I enjoyed that quite a bit. And my last one was Shanghai Noon. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. With, that almost made the list. Yeah. Jackie Chan and, yeah. uh, and, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Where he plays, he plays a new age cowboy. Oh my God. It just, uh, it's just funny. Kills me. Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, and, and I'm a big Jackie Chan fan. So, yeah. um, okay. Well, those are good, uh, man, just good stuff. I really, I think we, I think between the two of us, we just covered the gamut. Um, so yeah, we did. Yeah. And who would have thought both of us would have chosen the horse movie? Oh, I, I think that's the, <laughs> if you see Hidalgo. <laughs> Vigo Mortensen is amazing in that yes. film. So. Okay, so this this week in in entertainment history, Chris, let me yes. okay. let me educate you. All right. Okay. In 1940, okay. Fantasia opened. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, unbelievable, huh? Wow. I know, I know. It's uh, what far ahead of its time. Eighty years? Is it? Is it? Could it be eighty years old? I mean, my God, is that right? Forty? Sixty. Sixty years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, No, no. Nineteen forty. Nineteen forty to two thousand. Isn't that sixty years? That's sixty. And then 23. And 23. Yeah, 80, 83 years old. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. I took math in school. Did you? Yeah. You mean and paid attention? <laughs> Did you show up? <laughs> you were out. You were smoking in the boys' room or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, and then in 1963, the play One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest oh. was done based on a book by Ken Kesey, and it, it, yeah. it starred Kirk Douglas and Gene Wilder. Uh, and then, of course, Kirk Douglas tried for years to get the get it made into a movie, but his son, uh, Michael Douglas, was the one who accomplished that, and it won a bunch of Academy Awards. Oh. One for Michael Douglas, Best Picture. Oh, just incredible! Um, and I used "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest" in my latest article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine, which hasn't dropped yet, so it'll it'll be coming. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a a, a wonderful it's just a wonderful story you you, yes. you know well it's a tragic story but it's also a wonderful it's very empowering yes so anyway so that's this week in film history how about that okay. or yeah filmish history okay okay so we did we get a question uh i think um, you, you mentioned uh, something that came up that was kind of interesting yes uh got asked how do you create an attention grabbing log line okay so here I'm going to I'm going to kind of demure a little bit. I'm going to say that there's a article and I'll put the link in the show notes that I wrote for Final Draft uh a while ago that talks about it's when I was writing for Final Draft I was doing education uh articles, articles for teachers on how to teach Final uh-huh. Draft and film. And so there's one in there about log lines and other and, and other things like that. So you can you can avail yourself of it. If you just look if you go to Final Draft, I, I think if you go just in, in Google and type in Final Draft um and then my name, Mark Sevy, you'll you'll be able to find uh my articles and stuff. But this one is called Log Lines and Pitches. It's part it's in two parts. It's in the writer's the screenwriter's toolbox kind of thing. Okay. So the thing is, is I have a formula that I've been using for years that I teach also, and it's a really good basic formula. Uh-huh. Uh, let me, let me see if we can do it without getting into too much n- nonsense about how, cause it's hard to, it's hard to say as opposed to visualize. So, yeah. so the, the formula goes, the title is a, is a genre p- picture. Like, so, you know, Blade Runner is a science fiction movie about a and then you name of the flawed character Mm -hmm. who after an event that changes everything wants to uh do something which is the outer goal by using a plan of action before the stakes which are something will happen dire things will happen and then the second part of it is this becomes increasingly difficult because and then you name either the villain, the obstacles, or the complications. So what you're doing it with a logline is you're creating. It's part of a, uh, it's part of a process you create after you. So you can either write the logline first or the script first, but it's going to be right. whoever's going to read your script is going to want to read the logline first. Yeah. 
And then typically a synopsis if they're interested and then a script. So at every level from logline to script to synopsis to script, you need to entice the reader into wanting more. And so the logline sets up the kind of the taste of it. The synopsis deepens. It gives you, gives the reader or the producer a sense of, does he know what he's doing when he's uh-huh. writing this? You know, I, I, am I interested enough to go further with this? And then of course the script. And if you don't get the script done, in a in an expedite expeditious manner, don't ever send a logline and a synopsis to somebody without having written the script ahead of time. You, you just don't do that because here's what'll happen: if they like it, they're asked for it, and then you got to write it. Well, unless you're a maniac like me who can write a script in a weekend, which which I've only done a couple times, but I have done, you're never going to be able to get it to them in a, in a in a timely manner so so just be careful but uh but anyway the log line you can find this i'll like i said i'll put it in the show notes the url is quite long so i don't want to say it on the air but um it's it's basically you're telling the story you're you're creating suspense or interest in the character in the uh, reader's mind mm-hmm. enough to want to read the synopsis or the script or both okay so i'll put that formula in uh, put i'll put the article and also put the formula in there uh, it's a good Sounds formula. Good. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I got it, but it's a really good one. So uh-huh. anyway. Well, Chris, uh, so I was going to talk a little bit about where some of your ideas come from, but I think we should probably wrap it up. Uh, and okay. we have a writer's quote, hopefully from you. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Margaret. Atwood? Oh, absolutely terrific. Yeah. Okay. If I waited for perfection, I would never write a word. Oh, boy. That's true, huh? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't even know if after I write a word, there's any perfection. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, you you called it. I mean, you said, you know, a vomit draft. That's what you do, yes. right? So yes. you, you just put it down on the paper. You can't improve or critique a blank page right so margaret atwood that's a great quote you picked out and margaret atwood is absolutely somebody who would know so anyway well anyway great podcast thank you chris for your time as always and being my co-pilot on this adventure uh Mm -hmm. into uh screenwriting we are bi-monthly chris can be found at ChristopherStyers.com, on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes & Noble, anywhere. His books are everywhere. And then in the the Blood Fiction Anthology series, which is available on Amazon, just look for Blood Fiction or look for my name. And uh, enjoy Chris's stories uh, and some really talented other authors, too, as well as Chris. Um, and then for myself, for Chris, for all the men and women at Orange County Screenwriters Association and our salute to everybody around the world, be inspired. Do good work.